Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey, how are you? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm good. We are taking a question you got after an energy scan and we're turning it into an episode of spirit chirp today we are so this must have been a serious question this isn't your run-of-the-mill kind of question here no she just asked it as a question in an email and i responded back to her and went uh way too much for an email response how about i make it an episode and she was like that's great i can wait for the answer on the episode so all right so i have the question you want me to read it so we've got sort of a context to what we're going to be talking about here today sounds great all right so this is from brenda And Brenda said, in our energy scan call, you talked about entrainment. I only have a vague sense of what that means. I would love to know more. How does it work? What are the cautions? And what are the opportunities? Can I intentionally entrain the energies like Christ consciousness? Or is it just people's energy? Let's start at the beginning. This is a word I've never heard before in my entire life. Most people haven't. What the heck is entrainment? Entrainment is where you bring your energy into alignment with another energetic. Prodigies can be said to be in training with that skill in which they're a prodigy. Okay. They're bringing their energies into alignment with that energy. You know, people will often confuse it with channeling or invoking, and it's not the same thing. It's actually very different, but it's it's very different on a subtle energetic level. So, so I, I get why they're confused. Yep. If you're invoking something, it's bringing it inside of you. Okay. And allowing it to move through you 
Whereas if you are in training with something, you are coming into resonance with it, bringing your energy field into resonance with it. You know, I'm, I'm using the prodigy analogy because prodigies are naturally in alignment with that energy and therefore it's very easy for them to access it. Mm-hmm. It's not something they're consciously doing. It's just where their energy field is already. And so it, it seems, you know, obvious to them to, you know, that the piano works this way or whatever yeah. it is. I spoke with a friend of mine over lunch recently and she's synesthetic. Say that one 12 times. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it means that she hears sound associated, let, let's say it's a number. Uh, there, she says, yeah, it just didn't make any sense to me that people didn't know that nine was a woman who was, it was female who was a little saucy and huh. smelled like this and was this color. And, you know, she just, it was just there, right? Yep. So her energy is in alignment with those aspects of the number nine that the rest of us are not in in alignment with. She is entrained with that. And so when we entrain with something or someone, it is a way, a lot of empaths do this sort of naturally. Okay. If you find yourself being a chameleon in different situations with different people, you are in training with those people. You're, you're finding the place where your energy merges and meshes with theirs and allowing it to impact your behavior in a way that brings you into alignment with them. Okay, so let me ask this with regards to this. You talked about invoking. Mm-hmm. People often misuse that with evoking, which invoking, evo- but they're very different. But people will sometimes use them, but they're not the same, right? No. Because one is evoke is to bring something into the space outside of you, right? Invoke is to bring something into the space inside of you. Now, within training, you're you're not necessarily bringing something inside of you, but you are creating this resonance where there's an overlap. Yes. It's it's sort of like a Venn diagram. Yeah. And the entrainment space is the space where the fields overlap. Is there a danger in entraining? Like there could be some danger in invoking depending on whether and what you try to invoke. Yeah, there's some serious danger in invoking if you don't exactly. know what the hell you're doing. So <laughs> I don't recommend it. Yeah. Know what you're doing before you invoke anything. Right. But with entrainment, there is some danger if you don't know how to separate your energy field from someone else or something else. Okay. So uh, on the last episode, Lisa Campion was talking about when you merge energies and how important it is to separate your energies, right? And if you don't know how to separate your energy when you're done, then some of that can get stuck in your field and some of you can get stuck in its field. Oh. Ah, yeah. There's a reason that we shamans do these things called soul retrievals, right? (laughs) It's like, hmm, go figure. I left something behind and I don't know what it was, but I feel kind of stuck there now. It's like, well, that's because you're there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) entrainment is one of those things that, that empaths tend to do naturally, but we tend to do naturally badly. Yeah. Because we don't know how to separate. Okay. And so you really want to learn how to separate before you go about in training with things. Well, and that ties to Brenda's question of what are the cautions? So what are some cautions that we have with regards to that? Well, keep in mind that what you're doing when you're in training with something is that you're in training the part of you that is in harmony in alignment with, it's not just harmony, it's in alignment with. Mm -hmm. And alignment with is different than harmony in the fact that it's intentionally based. It's, you know, in alignment with is 
we share an intention in this direction, we share values in that direction, we, you know, whatever it is that there's something that there's some part of you that meshes with it. So if you don't have in you what is in it, you will not be able to entrain. Okay. Because it's you're bringing that part of you forward. And so the entrainment process is going to bring that part of you forward. And so if you're doing something, if you're in training with something that is bringing a part of you forward that you have not accepted or that you don't feel comfortable with or that you are actively aggressive towards, uh, you could have a very big problem when you do that because okay. when that part of you gets amplified by that entrainment process, it may come forward in a way that you find it very difficult to put it back. And so that's that's one of the dangers of entrainment. And there's also the challenge that if you're not really clear about you like your life, you like yourself, you like who you are and what you're doing, when you entrain with some other energy, like uh, Brenda asked about the Christ consciousness, yep. if you entrained with that energy, you might be inclined to abdicate yourself for that energy. Hmm. And that has its own spiritual consequences because you're really that's just living into a fantasy world. And, you know, I've seen people do this sort of thing where they're like, oh, I'm all spiritual now. Yeah. You know, the whole JP thing, <laughs> <laughs> JP ultra spiritual. And, and that's where they go is, oh, I'm I'm all spiritual now. I'm entrained with the Christ consciousness and and this is who I am. And and they forget to be human. Right. Because the Christ consciousness at this point is disembodied and we are embodied. Yeah. And so that's a risk. Not to say that, you know, it's a bad thing to try and do it, but it's it's a risk. Right. right? And so, you know, when you get into that place, I have had friends over the years who are just not happy with their lives. And when they go out into spirit, they never want to come back. Yeah. And it's like, look, if you want to leave your body, you know, there are ways to do that that are more permanent than this. Mm. And that's your call if you want to do it. But, you know, if you're going to be here, be here. Right. Just be here. Yeah. And if you don't like your life, then fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. But the risk, especially for those with addictive personalities, is that you treat spirituality like your latest addiction. Yeah. And then you go, oh, I'm entrained with this and I never want to let it go. Right. I, I, need, I need my fix of the Christ consciousness or yeah. I need my fix of whatever it is that you're in, engaging with. And I'm not picking on Brenda in any way. I'm no. just I'm, I'm saying that these are the risks. Yep. She was asking about the risks. Absolutely. This is an, another reason why I say, you know, do your work before you do your magic. Yep. Because then when you've done your work, then the magic is much less fraught with with peril. So are there any valuable lessons we can learn when we when we entrain? Are there opportunities, as Brenda asks, to entraining? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you are having a hard time understanding compassion, then in training with Christ consciousness or Kuan Yin energy is a great way to learn about compassion. Okay. It's mm -hmm. you're touching into the energy field, you're allowing it to impact you, you're learning from it. And that's a great way to do it. As you're further along in your spiritual process and you've done a lot of work on yourself and you're looking to deal with some things that might not be as easy for you to see, then in training with something that's going to access that is often helpful for allowing you to get a better picture 
of what's going on. So yep. for me, I, you know, my Pluto is in my 12th house. So I see all of my work in reflection. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, entrainment is helpful for amplifying the reflection. Okay. But again, that's an advanced spiritual practice, not a beginner spiritual practice. If you do that in the, in the beginner stage and you don't know how to manage your responses, then things could go horribly awry. Yeah. You know, there's lots of great ways. Uh, drumming is something that you entrain with. If you learn how to drum, you entrain really? with the drum. If you want to learn how to drum quickly, especially hand drumming, get out of your head and allow your energy to merge with the energy of the drum and, and the, literally the rhythm that is around you, not, not, a, not the drum itself per se, but the rhythm that is around you. When I was training new drummers, back when I was running a drum circle, I would literally come up behind them and drum on their backs to get them into their body. And I'd be like, this is the rhythm. And they would be like, oh, and suddenly their hands could do it because I got them out of their heads and into their bodies. And so entrainment is a bodily function. It is not a mental function. So you can only do it with your body when you're embodied in your energy field, not in your head. So if you're thinking, oh, I want to entrain with Kuan Yin or the rhythm or the Christ consciousness or whatever, you're not going to get there. So is it more instinctive than it is sort of focused? Mm, I'm not sure instinctive is the word I would use for it. It's more energetic okay. than, than mind focus based. Okay. It's more of an allowing than an intending. Okay. That makes so, sense. So, you know, you pick the, con you pick the energy you want to entrain with. That's an intention. Yeah. You evoke it into the space so yeah. that it's there. And then you allow yourself to entrain with it, allow it to entrain with you, and allow yourself to to experience it energetically. So the allowance component of it requires that a person is, is somewhat open to the overlapping there, which is, I'm assuming, why empaths probably sometimes do this without even realizing it. Yes. Yeah. It is something that empaths do unconsciously constantly. <laughs> you know, constantly they do it. The act of connecting with it is a act of mixing your energy with it. It's literally a similar concept to coming into union during sex. Okay. Only it's not a full body overlap in most cases. It's just a, it's a Venn diagram overlap. Yep. It ends up being an influence on you rather than taking you over. Which is why when somebody is around an empath who's open to that is around somebody with an accent, they may start to pick up that accent unintentionally. They may start. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I just had this conversation with people over the weekend who were like, "Yeah, me too." And people think I'm making fun of them sometimes, right. and it's just like I'm completely unconscious of the fact that I'm doing it because it's just that's where we are, and I'm in training with their energy. Right. That's exactly what you're doing is you're in training with their energy. So when Brenda asks, you know, can I intentionally entrain with energies like Christ consciousness or other, or other people's energies, that's exactly what she's doing, whether she's evoking the, the Christ consciousness into the space or she's just existing around other human beings whose energies she's overlapping with. Yeah. And, you know, if you're, if you're not pulling your energy field in, like we talk about in the Boundaries for Empaths program, then you're going to be overlapping with a ton of people. Right. And so that's why... That the reason that you are overwhelmed by other people's strong emotions or you learn how to do that and pull your energy field in is because you're actually entrained with them. And you're, you're, that constant monitoring state of them being inside your energy field is your entrainment with them. Mm -hmm. And 
they're entirely engulfed in your field unless they're empaths too, in which case you guys are entirely engulfed in everybody, in each other's energy fields and everybody else's energy field. And oh my God, it sucks. Right. And and so you're, you're entrained and you're going to feel it and you're not going to have a defense against it because you are, you've, you've brought your energy into alignment with that. Well, and that's okay. So that was exactly what I was going to ask next. Is there a Mm -hmm. difference from a level of entrainment where you said there's sort of that resonance to you are completely engulfed and it's no longer a Venn diagram. Well, I suppose it's still a Venn diagram, but it's more a a full overlap of, of energies at that point. Is that, is that still entrainment? It is still entrainment. It's just um, at that point, you've been trained to the point where you're, you're in danger of losing yourself. Okay. And so this is again, why I say entrainment can be dangerous because if you don't know where you are, you know, I can fully entrain with someone else and I always know where home is. Right. Right. I always know who I am because I'm really solid in my identity. Right. But when you're not solid in your identity, you can lose track of and forget who you are. And this happens a lot, especially in relationships where one person is uh, withholding and the other person is manipulative. Yeah. And so or, you know, and. When I say manipulative, I mean needy and and trying to get love from the person who's withholding. Yeah. And what that needy person will do is they'll entrain with the other person and then twist themselves into a pretzel, trying to become the person that the entrainment tells them that the other person wants. wants. Yeah. And they never are that person because what the person actually wants is somebody who is themselves. Yeah. And they can't see that because they're too heavily entrained to see it. Mm. And so that becomes the challenge there, right? So there, there is always a risk if you are not solid in yourself to entraining. So what this really comes down to is, is while entraining as a thing in general is probably not necessarily bad, there are some risks and considerations you need to understand as it's happening. But even more importantly than all of that is the work you need to do on yourself, especially if you're an empath and being able to set your boundaries and, and security and sense of self are hugely important to making sure you don't slip up from that entrainment perspective. Absolutely. And knowing where home is, knowing who you are, is the fail safe in the event that you do slip up yep. and you fully entrain. And I, I know the answer to this, and we've talked about it before, but for people who are out there, you know, Brenda sent it in because it came up in one of your energy scan calls. I'm sure that it's come up, it comes up for a number of the people that you're working with. Do you have anything that can help them sort of set this? And I, and I know the answer to this. I think some of the regular listeners do. But what are some of the, the ways that they can, they can start to sort of build those those controls and those boundaries? The very first thing, obviously, is to have control over your energy field. And so doing the Boundaries for Empaths program, um, and we'll put the link to that in this show notes again. There's a code that will give you a coupon code to make it free for you to download that. But if you listen to the Boundaries for Empaths program, that'll help you to control your energy field, which will help you to stop unconsciously in training yep. as, uh, as often. Yep. Then the rest of it is about really solidifying your sense of self. And that's goes back to the mastering spiritual evolution program that I, I have. That's the, the year long process that helps you claim your space, set your boundaries, own your power and internalize your sense of value so that you don't have to ask for validation again. And it also forms that foundation for self love so that you're no longer reckless with yourself. Yeah. 
when we love ourselves, we stop being reckless with ourselves. Those pieces form that solid foundation for your sense of identity. Those pieces allow you to be like, oh, yes, this is who I am really solidly. Boom. I'm here. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is how I think. And, and so, you know, if you end up in training by accident, you always know where to come home to. Right. Right. It's all about knowing where home is in that case. Exactly. Yeah. You know, entrainment is one of those things that you, I I don't think, I think I tried Googling it once and I couldn't even come up with a good definition. It's one of those things that's only talked about in sort of advanced magical training. Okay. And it's, I don't even remember somebody telling me what it was, (laughs) but I've just known what it is. And, you know, Kathy and I talked about it and she's like, yeah, entrainment. I know what that is. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. I didn't make this word up. She's (laughs) like, no. And and she's like, no, I know what it is. And I'm like, okay. So, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you're going to be hard pressed to find in written materials. It tends to be part of the oral tradition in the magical community that's talked about, but not really written about a lot. And I think it's because the writing of things, unlike in audio, where people are just sort of listening to the whole thing as they go through, and you're more likely to get them to hear you say, here's the problems and the caveats, you know, in writing, people tend to skim. And so I think a lot of the the responsible teachers out there have, have avoided putting it in because they don't want people to misunderstand or misapply because there are such risks if you are not clear in who you are. And, you know, I've seen people lose themselves in other people. Uh, We all know those people. Anybody who's in an abusive relationship and hasn't left has lost themselves in the other person. So, you know, there are big risks if you don't have a solid sense of self. And, you know, to be clear, going into those relationships, those people may have had a solid sense of self, but part of the abusing was to rip that down right. and to tear it apart. So I don't want to, I, I, I want to be clear that I'm not blaming the victim on this, but it is an, a side effect yeah. of what happens when you begin to entrain at that level right. is that you can lose your sense of self to the point where you can't even recognize that you're in danger. It's kind of like Stockholm syndrome kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it wasn't written about it, written about more. Yeah. I think, uh, Kelly, you were absolutely correct. You could make an entire episode out of entrainment because we just did. Because we just did. (laughs) (laughs) Because we just did. now, Brenda, you know why I couldn't just answer it in an email. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little too much for an email, but it was fantastic information for those listening in to Spirit Sherpa. And folks, if you've got other questions like this or anything, you can email Kelly, Kelly, K-E-L-L-E at kellysparta.com. And we've got an episode coming up, which is just built around the questions that you're getting in the various different places, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or email or your website, all of these things are generating people who want to ask questions, who want to hear more about this content, and you're turning it into Spirit Sharp episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. So keep them coming because we'll keep answering them. (laughs) No doubt. And you can go to kellysparta.com and you can get onto Kelly's mailing list and get more information about what's going on there. Maybe some of the questions might be simple answers. Some of them might be a little longer, but that is a place that you can do that. And I want to be clear, if you get on my mailing list, I'm not one of those people who sends you something every freaking day. (laughs) It makes me crazy to get on those mailing lists. So, you know, 
I may send you something four days in a row and then not send you something for a month. So you know, <laughs> it's only when things are uh, relevant. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I send to you when I feel called to send to you, and and that may be like I'm all excited to talk to you for a week, and then I'm like, oh well, I okay, I don't really have anything to say, so I don't. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you know, don't don't think that if you get on the mailing list that you're going to get inundated ongoing every day for the rest of your freaking life because I hate that too. So <laughs> uh, it's not going to happen. So yeah, and and if you get three or four in a row on your first first few days in don't think that that's going to be consistent either because that isn't <laughs> I, I i'm coming from spirit and it speaks when it speaks ebbs and flows baby ebbs and flows ebbs and flows <laughs> Yeah. And folks, if you like what you're hearing here on Spirit Trippa, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast on whatever the podcast listening application is that you're using, and share it with your friends, whether that's on social media, whether that's at a, a dinner party where you sort of all sit around the table having some some wine and some some lovely cheese or something, and you say, oh, by the way, there's this podcast I'm listening to. It's fantastic. It's got the spirit doctor in it, and she tells us all this wonderful stuff. It's called Spirit Trippa. Send them over to kellysparta.com and that's where they can hook up with the site. And sharing is caring, as Kelly always says. Awesome. Anything you want to say on entrainment to wrap up? Be careful. Be very, very careful. Be very, very careful. Be very, very careful. <laughs> all right, folks, that is all that we have for this week. Be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Trippa. So long, everyone. Bye. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A.com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Production. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.